Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rider, a series to learn about others in the writing community, their bikes, gears, adventures, and the creative process, and how they're looking to impact the community. Today's special guest is YouTuber and podcaster, The Geared Raven. So let's get into it. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey. How are you, ma'am? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. How are you, bro? Good. Excellent. So Good. for those of you that don't know The Geared Raven, please tell us about you. Um, okay, so I'm Mary, a.k.a. The Geared Raven. Sure I, I live in the sunny state of Florida. Um, I ride a 2015 Honda Shadow Phantom, for those of you that don't know. Um, let's see what else. I am part of the five dirty bikers podcast crew. Um, I have been part of them for a year now. Love them. Love them. And of course, if you don't know, I'm part of the moto community online, Instagram and YouTube. Um, absolutely love my MVC. <laughs> and you're at the geared Raven on both, correct? On Instagram. And um, the geared Raven 72. Yes. Excellent. So I guess, and some of these actually don't even know the answer to as much as I, uh, I've talked to you. What got you on two wheels? What got me on two wheels? Okay. Um, good question. So of course, when I was younger and I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but um, my cousin, they had a big farm and he had a couple of Honda trail bikes. Uh-oh, Honda <laughs> for the win. I know, Honda for the win. So that was actually my first experience riding. And for the longest time, I guess I really didn't even think about that experience. But I knew when I got up into my 20s and 30s even, I was like, man, I'd really like to be on a motorcycle. Um, when I was about 15 or 16, this cute boy from where I'm from took me on a motorcycle ride on the back of his motorcycle. And I thought that was like the most awesome thing ever. But I always kind of, I guess, had it in the back of my mind somewhere that I would like to ride a motorcycle. And so one day I put in that I wanted a motorcycle and my brother-in-law at the time was selling his. And so I ended up buying his, which was a Honda Shadow and um, rode that for not even a year. I got it in February and I rode it until October until I bought my current bike that I still have today um so i've been riding for almost five years now i guess um and i've also had an indian scout at one point so yeah and another honda as well i think it was a spirit so but you weren't a big yeah. were you a big fan of the scout or you you i mean i know that you're really strong with honda yes i'm i'm huge with strong with, <laughs> huge <laughs> very strong with honda i love honda motorcycles um I like the Scout as far as the power, because when you twisted the throttle on that thing, it took off. It was the same weight as my Phantom that I'm riding now. But, um, of course, with the increased power, it just it took off out from under you just about, which was fine. You know, you just had to be sure you were holding on when you twisted the throttle. Um, the one thing I didn't like about it had forward controls. Um, I was reaching for the handlebars and it was hot. My main complaint with that bike was that it was very hot. The engine just radiated heat off of it, almost to the point where it would almost burn you on your leg okay. even through your jeans. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely not something you want, <laughs> especially there, especially not in Florida, not in Florida. So I was going to say for sure. No. So what 
when you started your channel, did you start it with the inspiration of other people or did you just start it because you wanted to document that? Very good question. Okay. So I joined the Moto community in the fall of 2017. And at that time, I had been recording these little short videos. I had a camera that I still have today. It's like a lanyard camera that I wore around my neck. And I would drive with one hand and I would video (laughs) with that other camera. And I would just put these short little clips on Instagram set to music or whatever. And of course, you know, they were like a minute long because at that time, Instagram only had like the minute format. And just met a lot of people in the moto community. Of course, two Kiwi riders was one of the first people that I met still friends with them today, but, um, them dirty D's, other people, they just encouraged me and said, Hey, these are awesome videos. You need to start a YouTube channel. And at first I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about how to start a YouTube channel or how to start moto vlogging, but I um, got into watching moto vlog videos on YouTube and was super, super interested in that. That really caught my attention. And so I decided what the heck I'll give it a try. So I did. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think it's awesome. And your, your channel, and I know in the support in the community, you have a very positive vibe, which is not something we talk about that later, but YouTube's definitely taken a bit of a negative twist lately. I've seen. Yeah. Um, But that's great. Cause I know that now you were part of the mama mafia at one point. I was. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Those guys are funny. Those those guys are great ladies. Absolutely. So do you think your channel has an overall theme? for people that haven't seen it or is well um obviously i I have kind of a mixed bag of stuff on there i have a lot of motorcycle videos um exploring florida basically from my motorcycle because i am a florida girl and that's what i love to do whether it's on my motorcycle whether i go hiking kayaking whatever and so when i do other things besides motorcycle riding if it's florida based and you know, I take the time to record videos, then I'll put those up as well. Um, I would say the majority of it is motorcycle vlogs, um, but there is a little bit of mix of the whole Florida aspect aspect in there. Um, and then, of course, there's my new series that's out right now called Journey. Yes, that's what I was going to, perfect segue. So you started this, which I think for those of you that don't know the series, you can explain it, but I think it not only is it brave, but I think there's probably a part of it that's a bit therapeutic to share that. Well, I'll I mean, start that's, out a, that's a big step. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big step. Um, so the series started back in March, um, Basically, the series is about me getting divorced after being in a marriage for 30 years. And I just decided at that time, because I am a vlogger and I've always journaled stuff, even from a young age, I've always written stuff down, kept journals, stuff like that, um, scrapbooking, you know, memories. I'm, I'm all about memories. And so when this happened, I was like, I'm going to record this, you know, I'm going to record this process of getting divorced and having to be out on my own and what all that's going to entail, you know, buying a piece of land, buying a house or whatever, you know, I'm going to record every bit of this and, you know, maybe I'll do videos, make videos out of it. Maybe I won't, maybe I'll release them. Maybe I won't. But to me, I guess it was all about 
just kind of capturing that whole process. Mm-hmm. And I thought if it, if nothing else, it's going to be something that I can look back on when it's all over with and see how far I've come from there to, to now. And so with that being said, there's kind of a little bit of confusion about that because Yes, we did discuss divorce in March, March 1st, and then it wasn't until I think end of July when the divorce was actually final. But um, people are confused because the first few videos, I'm like, we're out at the property. We're doing this. Mm -hmm. We're doing that. And um, it's my ex-husband that's helping me through this whole process, because even though we got divorced, it was amicable. Um, we still work together five days a week. So we still get along. We have a daughter together. Um, we were adults about the situation and decided, Hey, you know, it's time to, it's time to call this and it's time to move on with our lives. But he's been good, you know, at helping me through this whole process and getting the land, getting the house and getting everything cleared and taken care of. And now I'm on my own. (laughs) That's awesome. I I mean, I know for me from being on, what is it going on 11 years on the other side of that? Mm -hmm. It's, it is amazing. And I think I give you a lot of credit because documenting that's got to be bittersweet in some ways too, because it's, it's very real. There's no hiding behind that. Oh yeah. And I've always just been myself on videos, whether it's, you know, the goofy side of me or the serious side of me or, or whatever, showing, you know, emotion or hurt or whatever. I am pretty much what you see on camera. I, I don't, I don't fake stuff. I don't try and portray something that I'm not, you know, I'm, I would consider myself a pretty positive person. I have my moments. I'm not perfect. You know, I have my, my moments where I get pissed off at stuff. I have my moments where I get sad and emotional about stuff too, you know, but for the most part, I look at situations and say, you know what, this too shall pass. You'll get past this. You just have to keep pushing forward. And that's something that my mom instilled in me in an early age because she, she had it rough. And um, I kind of had a rough childhood growing up, going from stepdad to stepdad and different situations. But um, my mom showed me strength through the years and pretty much said, kid, you can do anything, you know, just, you just have to do it. So I just do, that's what I do. I press through each situation. So that's awesome. And I mean, there, there's probably not many people that can say that they've had that experience to have that support, you know, from their spouse. Yeah. yeah. His mom have a great relationship, but it, it, it took time, you know, it took a long time to get there, but it's, it's great when your kids see that. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing worse than these people that have relationships and they're fighting over the Ottoman, you know, and it it becomes this crazy. No, there was, there was no sense in fighting over anything. You know, I just, I pretty much said, this is all I want is a piece of property and a house. And I just want to, I want a roof over my head. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And our daughter's doing great through it all. I mean, she's 19 and she said it was time. So she's good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome to hear that that there's a positive to it. There's um, there's so many people that that I know that went through that experience at the same time I did and still aren't in a better place. So that's yeah, really positive. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a different aspect of releasing the videos that I didn't expect. I've had quite a few people reach out to me and say, "Hey, I'm I'm going through a divorce right now, and you know, it, it seems like you're doing good and." 
there's different situations, you know, some people are, they're just going through hell and then there's other people that are, you know, they're like, eh, I'm making it, you know? So that's great. I never expected so you, it to kind of bring that out from other people, but. But that's a positive, right? You're reinforcing yeah, that, that positivity yeah. to the community. It's a positive, And I try and encourage people through it, you know, like, Hey, you know, just hang in there. It'll be over. You know, you'll get through. So. Yeah. I know for me that that experience felt like it went on for years. And then now I look back and it's 11 years later and you're like, wow, so much has changed. But in the, yeah. in that moment, it seemed like it was just <laughs> the worst thing you've ever been through. Right. Uh, it's definitely different. Yeah. I understand. So as you do this now, is this going to be, are you going to take vlogging off the motorcycle more and more make this about your your life because i will say that the kayaking right. stuff's amazing right like, i really think that that's unique to rather than it's just all bikes yeah so i guess the way to answer that would be do i intend to quit moto vlogging no not really but you have to understand so this this is november and this series started back in march Mm -hmm. And literally for eight months, I worked Monday through Friday here at the office. And then every single weekend from mid-April until the, um, somewhere in September, October, every single weekend, Saturday and Sunday, most weekends, I was out there working on property, clearing property. So I have literally had no time to ride until now. But with that being said, my motorcycle is still being stored at his house because I don't have a carport or garage at my house yet to put it in. So for me to motorcycle ride right now, I have to ride into town 15 minutes and, you know, get my motorcycle out, which I mean, it's not a big deal. If I want to ride, I can ride, but, um, I'm still trying to get kind of settled in where I'm at, but, um, having concrete poured soon and a car for it put up soon and shed and everything. So I'll have my motorcycle at my house so I can ride more often, but I have at the moment, I think series, let's see, episode six is up right now. Mm -hmm. I need to release episode seven. And then I have 15, I'm up to episode 15 of having videos edited Wow. But that's only into, I think, let me look, I have my notes right here. That's only through the end of May. Wow. And I'm still going. So the series is going to have quite a few videos to it. That's awesome. And for those that want to watch, they can watch. And for those that aren't into it, you know, I understand. I get it. No, but I think that I think that there's something positive. That's why I wanted to do the mental health thing. I think that there's something that if you if you have the I was going to say balls, but that's not the right term. The guts to do it, <laughs> right? It, it, it's there. There's something very therapeutic about talking about things and then finding out that that people are experiencing that with you. Yeah. You know, because you realize that you aren't alone and that's, yeah. I think it's that's relatable. It's yes. Very it's relatable. a very relatable content. Unfortunately. Yes. The divorce yes. is definitely a very relatable content. So yep. are we going to see more kayaking? Cause I love the outdoor stuff that you do. Um, that's, that's a good question too. Um, I did actually take some video on one of my kayaking trips a couple of weeks ago. I have not sat down and edited that yet because I've still been working on journey videos. 
I'm far enough ahead right now. I can probably stop on my journey videos and edit that and throw it in there. I don't know. I really have to, um, I really have to put some thought into doing some more kayaking videos. I have my kayak with me, but I have a tiny little car and I don't really have a way to haul it yet. So I can go and do my own thing, but I'm looking into getting a little trailer for behind my little SUV so I can take it and go when I want to go and not be having to, I guess, not have to rely on somebody else. In other words, to get my kayak. No, I understand Wherever that. I now, do you do you do you take all your pictures with your phone? Do you have a bigger camera because your outdoor pictures are fantastic. Okay, um, I take the majority of my pictures with my phone. I have an iPhone 11 Pro. Okay, um, but the last kayaking trips that I've gone on, well, the last one that I went to the Silver River, all of those were taken with my big camera. I have a Canon Rebel. Nice. So, but yeah, a lot of them are with my phone. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it it goes to show you too. I think with the creative process, you don't necessarily need a lot of gear. Sometimes I think that takes away from, Yeah, we found that out on our trip, the GoPro was more useful because it was in your pocket. Right. It's like the phone, you can, you can go from here to there and it's not a big deal. It doesn't take away from the experience. I will have to say, I need to use my GoPro more because I can do underwater stuff with that. And Mm -hmm. I had my little, my periscope cam that I wear around my neck. I had that with me on my last trip and did some cool underwater video with that, that I still need to post, but, but yeah. So how do you deal with the gators? I'm not going to lie. That freaks me out every time you (laughs) post pictures. And I know it freaks my five dirty blackers guys out too. They're like, Oh hell no. No. Um, So I think it's like, it's pretty much like anywhere that you live, you get used to your environment and what's around you. Um, You know, people that deal with tornadoes all the time, they're like, man, whatever, it's a tornado. People that live in Florida deal with hurricanes and alligators. And people always ask, is there an alligator there? Like if I'm taking pictures where there's water or whatever. And my saying is, if there's water in Florida, there's an alligator in it. I mean, that's just, it's a given, but you just have to, you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to keep your distance and just know you don't, you don't approach big gators. You just don't do it. You know, you don't get in the water where, you know, it's gator infested. Um, You can, I mean, you can go swimming in springs and stuff. Yes. Um, I don't personally, I don't like to swim in the rivers because I know there's alligators there. But I have swam in places where I know there's alligators, but they just, for the most part, they don't, they don't bother you if you don't bother them, but just Fair stay enough. away from the big ones. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not that brave. There's just yeah. no, Mm-mm. I love them though. I think they're awesome. I think they're really cool. They're like dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, they are fascinating. They're just not. And to your point, I guess it's like anything. If you, if you get used to it, it's, it's no longer a, uh, you just get used to it after a while. I yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's snakes and alligators and spiders and all kinds of crazy things yeah, I'm in out. Florida. <laughs> that's what, that's what Ryan I'll says. Oh, I'm out. No, <laughs> no way. So getting back to writing, what type of writing do you like to do? Um, like on, on a, on a, on a, any, on a good day, like what is, what is the kind of writing you enjoy the most? On a good day. Okay. So I like, I like destination riding a lot. I like to know where I'm going. 
Um, I like to go places where I know I can explore or see something beautiful. I love to go anywhere there's water. If it's a lake, the ocean, the river, whatever. I just love being around water. So I like to go where I know I can take good pictures. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to go places. There's a lot of state parks, obviously, in Florida, and there's a lot of springs in this area where I'm at. So a lot of times I'll look at a map and go, oh, I think I'd like to go there today. I kind of re- I do research a lot of times before I go somewhere. Now, have you ever been to the Everglades? I have not. No, which that's is crazy. on my bucket list. It's on my bucket list, too. I would love to go there and do um, an airboat tour. That would be fun. That would lots really of be alligators. Fun. Yeah, uh, as long as I'm with the locals and they have a gun, I'll be all right. Oh yeah, no big. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, have you taken any? Have you taken any big trips, or do you like to ride local? Because everybody has a different, you know, kind of kind of theme, and I think that's the neat part with bikes is you know everybody has their own sort of niche. Right. Well, at the beginning of this year, my whole thing was to get out more and explore and to take longer rides but mm-hmm. obviously that didn't happen yeah. this year so i don't know i mean i'm i'm looking forward to next year because i want to do some more riding some more exploring and i would like to do some dirt bike riding like adv riding Ooh, I know. go on now, like I adventure know. bike, or are you going to be like wet banana and go with the little Honda? Kinda? Exactly. Well, not a little something. Honda, but. Yeah, yeah, something like that, because there's plenty of places here in Florida, dirt roads, and of course, um, wildlife management areas and stuff like that, that you can ride in, so. Yeah. yeah, that's really big, like in the Pine Barrens, they do a lot of jeeping mm-hmm. and stuff. I always thought it'd be fun. Yeah. I never did it, but. Yeah. That's really so. cool. So we'll see if that's on the agenda for next year. So here's a question. I think that you, you can, you're going to run with this one, but (laughs) as a female rider, Mm -hmm. motorcycle being male dominated, but the, the, the sport is definitely changing more to women riders. They're, they're Mm -hmm. trying to get involved because quite frankly, if they don't, there's no, it's doomed um, as a whole. What, what do you think could attract more women riders? Oh, and and I know that we have we have Matt and Dad in common, mm-hmm. and you look at somebody like Matt as being the future. So, what do you say yes. to that little girl? What do you say to the woman that comes up to you, like, "Wow, you ride a bike!" Like, how do you? How do you? What would what do I say to her? Be? Okay, yeah. I say it's amazing, and let me tell you how to do it. There your you go. First, your first step is to go to the course. I always push the course, go to that MSF course and learn motorcycle safety. Um, It's not hard. It's not as hard as you think it is. The one that I went to in Gainesville, um, all of the instructors are either active or retired police officers at the one that I went to. And you would think they would be so anal about details and stuff, but they were all so laid back and so patient and it was just an awesome course to me. Of course, you've got your classroom time that you have to take, but then the actual getting out there on the track and, and learning step by step. And it's anything from what I call duck walking it, you know, mm-hmm. hanging onto the handlebars and walking with your feet and getting the feel of the bike underneath you 
to going real slow across the pavement and learning how to stop. And so I would say take the MSF course first um, because some people think they can't do it. And when they take it, they're like, wow, this is amazing. And then yeah. you've got the other, you've got the flip side of that where they're like, oh man, this is going to be awesome. And then they go and take it and they're like, this isn't for me. I saw that in the class that I was in. There was a lady there and very early into the part, the outside course part of it. She was like, mm, I don't think so. I, I don't, I'm not liking this. So I say, go for it go try it go take it and see if, if that's what you want to do. And then take off. Don't let anything stop you. There you go. No, yeah, I think they should have programs like in schools, you know, how like in elementary schools and high schools and stuff, they bring in like job workforce people. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes they'll bring in like the fire department to the younger kids and they'll show the younger kids like the fire trucks or the ambulances. I think they should bring motorcycles into the school and show the kids the motorcycles and spark their interest. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah, my my boys have like no interest in it. And it's funny. I, I, it's it's yeah. almost like we have a generation of riders that that could be, but they're not. Yeah, and see, now, I tried to get that, my daughter interested in it, and she thought she was interested in it until she tried it, and she's like, "No, nah, that's not for me." Yeah, that's how Katie is. Katie's got the scooter, and she she rides it in the parking lot, and then that's that's enough. And and I yeah. can respect that. It, it's definitely yeah. to your point. There's, I've seen a couple of people get into it and thinking they were into it, and then they wind up getting hurt, or you know, it's just they're yeah. pushing themselves into something they're really not into. Right, you have to now, be comfortable doing it. Yeah. Do you think that there's things that the industry could be doing to attract more riders? I mean, you're you're a lot like I did. I started. I didn't ride a bike until I was almost 41. So I started really late in life, but it, do you think that there's something that they could do to attract more women riders to make it? Do you, is that influencers? Yeah, I mean, is it, is it promoting right. a different bike that's more appealing mm-hmm. to women? I mean, what, what do you think? Well, I would that? say like having like ladies nights at the dealership would be good. But with that being said, if, your mindset is not geared towards riding motorcycles. How are you know? How are you going to know there's a ladies' night at at the motorcycle dealership? You know what I'm saying. So there's got to be a way to get the message out there to ladies and say, "Hey, here's another option for you. You know, you might like doing this. Why don't you try that?" So I don't know what the answer is there, but I think I think the best thing that we can do as women riders is try and encourage other women. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think that that's so something I've been asked recently and I, I, you're definitely the person to ask with this. How do you handle, how do you navigate social media as a woman? Cause I mean, it, it, it just, I will say the YouTube trolling and Instagram is just insane. I mean, <sighs> as a guy, I get ridiculous comments from people that are just full oh, of hatred. Yeah. And I can imagine as a woman, it's like you're right. I would say for it's just to see a piranhas at that point. Yeah, I would say for the most part, I haven't had too many problems. But with that being said, just in the last <laughs> week and a half, um, I've had God probably four or five guys either DM me. Like, hey, hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby, do you need a sugar daddy? Or in my comments, like they'll comment on one of my pictures on Instagram. 
here's your sugar daddy. Here's your allowance for the week. You know, I'm like, Uh, block, delete, bye-bye. Don't pull that shit. Please don't pull that shit. That's the fastest way to get blocked. And you know how, like, I was telling the guys about this, but you know how, like, on Instagram, if you're not following somebody and they DM you, you have to accept it Mm -hmm. to respond back to them. Well, (laughs) this person, if he watches your thing, he's going to know who I'm talking about. But this person. um, Oh, go on. Let's just out him right here. Well, I don't really know. I don't remember what his name was, but this person messaged me you know on who Instagram. You are. Yeah, you know who you are. Messaged me on Instagram and said, hey, just wanted to let you know I love the podcast. So, of course, I accepted it because oh, he was talking no. about the podcast. So it's the fake opening. Oh. And I'm like, great. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And then it was like, well, I'd really like to chat with you sometime and get to know you. And, and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Don't do that shit. Just don't do it that's just yeah so how do i navigate when you're a dick block delete bye-bye that's how i navigate it i don't put up with it and it's a it's a shame i mean i know a lot of people that have started out on youtube that have great content and it just seems like that's all they're battling with or it's because you're a woman writer they assume that you don't know what you're doing which right most of the women riders I know could thrash most of the guys that I know that ride. So <laughs> I know several women riders. Exactly. Freaking amazing. So, yeah. And I'll, I would say on YouTube, I mean, of course, everybody gets the thumbs down. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you've made it when you get thumbs down on every video. Of course, there's those one or two people that give me a thumbs down on every YouTube video. And that's fine. If you don't like my stuff, first of all, you don't have to watch it. You know, so are you hurting me with that thumbs down? Absolutely not. I could give two craps about it. So, but every now and then I'll have the occasional comment on YouTube that's, you know, just flat out rude and I'll delete it. So I think it's really funny that the amount of positive responses you get are nowhere near the trolls. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I will have to say especially on the new series that just came out that very first video. So, so many positive comments and I'm still a small channel, which is fine with me. I don't mind that at all, but I've always been huge about answering every single comment. I feel like if I don't answer every comment that I'm just not doing my job. (laughs) Well, and that's something that I've heard you talk about before. And I think that that's really important that if you want to interact, if you want to, if you want to actively be part of this community, then I almost think it's your responsibility. You know what I mean? Because somebody took the time out to, whether it was 30 seconds of my video or 20 minutes, you took the time to watch out. Absolutely. And And I know Ryan speaks to that. that. Ryan yeah. has said that you were really big. And I, even before you joined those guys, that that's something you've always been positive. And I think that that's important. Yeah. I think I'm like you said, if they take the time to watch my video and leave me a comment, I'm going to take the time to respond. <laughs> so I hope, you know, I don't know if I'll ever become a big channel, but I hope if it does grow, that I'll still be able to keep up with comments and not, I don't want to, I don't want to get to the point where, I don't have time to respond to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause kinda, I think that would hurt my heart. <laughs> well, yeah, because then it's no longer your branding. It's you've, 
you've branched out. Yeah. I do find it. I do find it amazing. And I don't know if it's the environment that we're in, but the amount of negativity you can draw out of people versus the positive. Yeah. You know, if you mention anything about Harley in any sort of negative, you can almost just guarantee the viewership. It just comes. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Harley's always a big debate though. I mean, it just is, you know, the, the, the comments that people made on the gas video that I did were just, <laughs> and you, and you of all people, and, and thank you. Like you came to my defense and it was like, you know, nobody realizes it's a joke. Nobody watched yeah. till the end where Katie's laughing. It's that just, was awesome. Yeah. She was giving I, you tips do this too. And I'm like, Oh gosh, get it girl. <laughs> it's just so funny. It was it's, funny. Love that. I video. think it's a, I think it's a it's amazing that people don't look beyond things. You know, they they take it yeah. so serious. Oh my gosh! Don't don't get butt hurt over it. Just yeah, yeah. You know, take it it's with a like, grain of salt. People are like, "Oh, I hope next time you light yourself on fire." Okay, <laughs> that would have been a cool video. I mean, you know, could have got lots of viewership. Mm. So I guess now it's time to talk about you are the rose between two, four, uh, I would say four thorns, right? You are, <laughs> you are the only thing that holds that podcast up. I'm totally joking because I don't want no, the big one showing up in my house. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, so talk about this. So you're a member of the Five Dirty Bikers. You've been there for what, about a year? A year, yeah. Yeah, and you guys it's have really taken under- off. We have, yes. So... I love those guys. They are so amazing. So how I got into that um, was last December. um, Tony called me up and said, hey, um, can you be a guest on Five Dirty Bikers? And I said, oh, I would love to. Absolutely. He said, well, we're having um, Dirty D's on as well. And of course, if y'all don't know who Dirty D's is. You're living under a rock, especially if you're, if you're in the moto, the moto. <laughs> President Harley Davidson at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I call him the the king of MVC, and people call me the queen of MVC. But anyway, um, so yeah, my friend Tom was on as well, and we were guests. I think it was the first week in December of last year, and um, at that time, I guess there fifth member joe um had stepped down and was no longer going to be part of the podcast and so after that guest appearance tony contacted me and said hey would you mind filling in in january for us and i said sure that's fine you know and so i was under the impression that i was just gonna fill in for the month of january and so he said i'm gonna add you to our group text and i said okay And so I said, listen, I said, no holds barred up in here. I know, you know, y'all throw (laughs) stuff back and forth at each other. And just because I'm a woman doesn't mean you have to hold back. And so I could tell in the beginning, Tony was very kind of not standoffish, but just kind of holding back. And so it was probably only three or four days into that group text back and forth. (laughs) And of course, I was letting it fly, just whatever. And he called me up and said, um, do you have a minute? And I said, yeah, sure. He said, okay, the guys that I've talked, we want you full time. We want you for our fifth member if you have time to do it. Now, I understand that you're busy. And if you and I said, shut up. Yes, I'll do it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I would love to. So, yeah. So January will be one year that I've been part of those guys. And they are without a 
doubt some of the best guys I have ever met. And I'm just, I'm still to this day, just humbled to be a part of that whole podcast. And it's so fun. It is just, oh, every week I look forward to it. I mean, you guys have really built a solid community about that. Yeah, you we know, have our own Discord, which is yeah. free, free, free for those free, of you free, that don't free. know. How much does it cost? It's free. <laughs> and free. And Bri here, as a matter of fact, is our greeter and our hey. bouncer for that community. <laughs> One of our biggest supporters, Bri. Thank uh, you. I like the I like the greeter part better, but <laughs> <laughs> it is. I what think it that is. it's. I think it's great that you guys have have built that. You know, it's, it's really, yeah. I find it amazing. Um, misplaced motor vlogger who joined your discord, but I found him on YouTube. It's just amazing how you can meet people and right. it still amazes me. And I don't know why it is, but if you have a bike, it's like being a kid, you get a bike, I got a bike, let's go. You know, it's yeah, not exactly. a, it breaks down all There's the social barriers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it really, it really doesn't matter that, I I find it so interesting. Like I've met lawyers and that ride, like when I worked in Philly, that were riding these little Japanese scooters that probably cost like 80 bucks. They're not 80 bucks, but these little scooters. And all they want to talk to you about is riding. And then they casually mention, oh, but I'm a partner in this law firm, but they don't care. They don't care what, right. their, what their title is or what they do in life. They mm-hmm. just want to talk about riding. Yeah, I it's think definitely it's so something great. that connects people very easily. So, yeah. It, yeah. It, it amazes me. It's and it's it's such a welcoming community. It's very intimidating in the beginning. It is. It is. Um I will say I'm not on Discord as much as I would like to be. Um <laughs> I'm I'm an Instagram junkie, so <laughs> I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> um, I'll pop in Discord every now and then and say hey to everybody. So I kind of feel bad that I'm not in Discord as much. But um, but yeah, the Moto community in general, from the time that I stepped into it in 2017, me, myself, personally, I was overwhelmed at the support that came from other people and how welcoming how welcoming people were. So from that point, I was like, I'm going to be just as welcoming to people coming in as people were to me when I came in. So that's, I've always been just a stickler for that, you know, and trying to connect people, which is how the hashtag started because Tom Dirty D's of course had the hashtag support and had told me about it. And I'd gone over to YouTube. And of course, when you type in hashtag support, you get a variance of everything, all kinds of stuff. And I wasn't seeing anything that was motorcycle related or moto vlogging related. And even on Instagram, I looked it up and I was like, what? You know, I can't find anybody motorcycle related here. So that's when I went to Tom and said, hey, what do you think of us adding hashtag support MVC, add MVC to the back of it for moto vlogging community. And I think that would draw more people and connect more people. And that was the whole premise behind it was connecting people with the same interest in moto vlogging. And you don't even have to be a moto vlogger. You can just be in the motorcycle community itself, but just watching that grow over the last three years has just blown my mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's hundreds, if not, 
a thousand or more people in there probably now. So I think it's interesting too, that there's not a lot of, as much as I guess there is competition in YouTube, Mm-hmm. Very few people aren't willing to share what they do or how. They oh, do yeah, it, you know? absolutely. You can just about ask anybody in the motive logging <laughs> community. Hey, how do you how do you get started? How you know what microphone do you use? What camera are you using? What editing software are you using? Can you help me with this? You know, and I think you can ask just about anybody. And if if they don't know the answer, they'll point you to somebody that does. So, yeah, see, and yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even realize awesome. that you guys started that hashtag. That's awesome. I know the hashtag, but I didn't realize yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's where it came from. I think it. I think it's just great that the community, you being a part of that, like with Discord, that it's really opened up a conversation for a lot of people that, like myself, I don't know anybody. I don't ride with anybody in my community other than recently. Right. Um, from finding somebody from YouTube. And it, mm-hmm. it's just, it's interesting that that community has opened up and been that supportive. Right. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I know it has its, it has its other side too. There's been mm-hmm. some instances where people have, I guess, kind of had a negative impact to a certain extent, but I would say for the most part, it, it's a really positive community with people that are so willing to help. And, you know, it's some people confuse the support part of that with, Oh, it's, it's like a sub for sub thing. No, that's not what it's Mm-mm. about at all. And it's never, that's never been the premise behind supporting each other. You know, it's, it's not, you don't have to follow that person on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, but it's just being a part of a community where if somebody needs something, whether it's advice or help or, you know, like I said, with motive vlogging or whatever, put it out there and somebody's going to answer you. I guarantee you. Yeah. And the sub for something I never quite understood because yeah, you may have subbed to their channel, but you're never going to watch it. But yeah. they're never going to watch your channel. So it and that really just, doesn't that hurt. Sub for, sub for sub hurts instead of helps. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And who has time to watch everybody's videos? I mean, I don't get offended when people don't have time to watch mine because there's so many of us out there. It's impossible. Well, I think now, too, I mean, even just I mean, my channel's small, but with COVID, it seemed like in the beginning, everything was rocking. And then you can sort of see that gradual decline of where people are just kind of fed up with YouTube. And, you know, it's that season. And, you know, you can't you can't rely on that. Yeah. And with them changing rules every other day, just about, yeah, people get aggravated with that too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This has always just been a hobby for me. So, I mean, whatever my YouTube videos do, they do. Well, and that's, I think the best piece of advice that someone ever gave me is the minute you start taking it like a job, it better be. Cause if it, I mean, it's somewhere you want to treat it like a business and you want to have a branding, but the other week, with everything going on, I missed like two weeks. And part of me was like, Oh, I missed two weeks. And then the other part of me was like, wow, this was kind of nice not to, you know, yeah. cause I'm doing it full time at work. So it's kind of nice to have that break. Yeah. If you're doing it to gain people so that you can make a profit off of it, then by all means go for it, you know, work for it if that's what you want, but that's never been what it's about for me. So I'm just kind of, I'm kind of laid back and just like, Oh, I'll get a video out when I get one out. But <laughs> Well, you, you recently broke a thousand subs. When was that? Cause honestly, I, did. I didn't realize you did until recently. 
You would ask me that, and I do have that written down at my desk, but I don't know. It's been you don't have it on a giant plaque or anything. (laughs) I I don't have it on a plaque, but I do have from the minute that I started my Instagram and my YouTube, I have my numbers date by date. So yeah, I track all of that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, did you find that there was a a moment that really pushed your channel? Do you think that there was like one defining thing that put you on the map? Cause everyone seems to think that there's this, it's sort of getting that one big hit, if you will. No, not really. Um, I'll say my first hundred came very quickly within three mm-hmm. weeks. I had a hundred subs and I was just excited about that. Um, but I mean, it took me a while to get to 500 and then kind of climb my way up to a thousand. But um, I, I'll say that I'll say they were all earned, I guess. I mean, I don't I don't know if that's the right terminology to use, but no, I never had that big moment where just tons and tons of people. Yeah. No, I just was I guess I was wondering if there was something that, that you felt got you momentum or if you got into a groove. Because I know everyone says, oh, you need to post weekly or you need to post, you know, only certain times. And yeah, that's the thing. I mean, there is obviously an algorithm and a method to it. Um, You can ask Jess her two wheels, for instance, because that's one of the things. Obviously, she's an awesome individual, but that's one of the things that she talked about one time is she researched that and how to when to post and how often to post and what the algorithms were, but there is a method to it. Um, If you want to grow it, I mean, you'd have to have to do some research and really work at it. But yeah, for me, I just always posted when I wanted to post. And in the beginning, of course, yes, I tried to post weekly and did for probably the first year had a video a week, but um, yeah. It's just up to, to, up to you as an individual. Exactly. And I've seen many a moto vlogger get burned out on trying to keep up that pace. There was um, even me and uh, Nate play Pokemon Go. And there were a lot of YouTubers that came out when that started. And they were putting out daily videos. And a mm-hmm. lot of them either wound up having like mental health issues because they couldn't deal with the stress of what was a hobby that became a business overnight. Right. It, it's a, it's amazing. But to your point, yeah. I mean, Jess really markets that as a, yeah. as, a, as a, it's almost like it's a company and that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's a full-time gig. I give people a lot yeah. of credit that can do that. Yeah, absolutely. I do too. Um, I'm, I'm not that person though. I'm not the person that's doing it for, for monetary gain or to treat it as a business. It's, it's literally just a hobby. Yeah. And, and I think that that's what makes it fun, right? They say the minute yeah. <laughs> it becomes work, it better be work. Yeah, exactly. When it's not fun. I always said when it's not fun anymore, I'm not doing it. So. Yeah. I always joked that with, uh, with doing video for work. I was always like, remember when this was a good idea when we all sat around <laughs> going, this is a great idea. And uh, you know, some days you're just like, no way. Yeah. So for the folks that don't know, we, we kind of sidebarred it, but yeah, we did. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a great conversation. So five dirty bikers, you have the weekly podcast mm-hmm. and you have MMM coming up at some point. God help us. It better be soon. Um, <laughs> Amen. I got to tell you, I've never been 
I won't say I was crushed, but it was just we so looking crushed. forward to just, you know, that every day it was the conversation about, well, where are we stopping? What gear are we I know. We spent I know. from what, February on just buying gear and yeah. so talk about so, what that's going to be when that happens. Okay. So yes, we do record weekly. We record every Wednesday night, unless there's a conflict with somebody's schedule and then we'll record a different night. Um, and then our podcast comes out on the weekend for our Patreon members. And then it releases to the general public every Monday. We have not missed a week this entire year. Wow. <laughs> so, yes, so we have we've killed it this year. But um, let's see. MMM. So, we, yeah, we were supposed to have that in Louisville in September. And we literally started at the beginning of the year planning and of course getting sponsors and we have some amazing sponsors um and of course we were all looking forward to it and then covid and we thought you know we thought we were past it during the summer and we were like yes mmm is still on and it was literally what three or four weeks before it hit when the governor of kentucky said "Uh uh-uh you know no more no groups of 50 or more. And so we were like, well, technically we can still have it because we have about 50 people. And then the following week, he cut it back to no groups of 10 or more. Yeah. And so that's when we knew we were like, oh, it's it's done. You know, we've got to call it. And so, yeah, we called it. We had our virtual MMM online, which I thought went really well. And we gave out some prizes for that. But of course, we are all looking forward to next year. Not that COVID is ever going away. Of course, it's just part of life now that we have to deal with and learn to adjust with anything. But um, yeah, we, we're in the works of planning a date right now. So and I mean, you had still have all really, of our sponsor stuff. So that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had some big name companies that came we on board. Do. We do. Yeah. White Castle being <laughs> one of the big ones. So that's awesome. So to that, now this will come out Sunday. So okay. people still have time to enter the big contest, right? Yes. So we do. We have a, which I'm giveaway. totally going to win. I want to win. Yeah, I want to win. we I have a five hundred dollar gift card from Custom Dynamics. That's five hundred. <laughs> five hundred. So yeah, he was on, um, and one of his assistants, I guess, they were on our podcast last week, week before, and at the end, he was like, "Let's go ahead and do a giveaway. Let's let's give you a five hundred dollar gift card." We were all like, "Boom, okay." So. So, yeah, you have until, oh, bro, why'd you do this to me? Sorry. I have to look it up now. Please pause. Hold that thought. Please, please pause please hold. one moment. Let's see. Where are Do-do. we? Can you play some background music really quick? <laughs> now, the queen of social media is going to try social media. Let's see how this goes for Do-do-do-do. Okay, so here we go. Custom Dynamics Give Away. How much is it? $500. $500. Okay. So the deadline to enter is December the 16th. And then the winner will be announced on our podcast, December the 21st, just in time for Christmas. And if you're not, uh, if you're not familiar with custom dynamics, I mean, by far, that's the only lights I run on my bike. They're fantastic company. Yeah. Their stories. Go to our Instagram page. Absolutely. Yep. Go to the Five Dirty Bikers Instagram page to 
enter. And you'll have no problem spending that $500 at all. Nope. There's so much good stuff. Not at all. So Awesome. So as I guess we wrap this up, this is your, this is all you. So anybody you want to give a shout out to, you know, any, anything you want to talk about? Um, well, of course the moto community, um, thank you all for the years of support. And I hope to continue to give back to that community, of course. Um, and then of course my five dirty bikers guys, Tony and Dustin and Ryan and Mike, I love you guys. Y'all are amazing. Thank you for letting me be a part of that because that's my world. I, lo- I love my five dirty bikers, guys. That's awesome. Yeah. And we're going to put the links to all your social media on the bottom here and we'll put it awesome. in the thing. We're going to put a link to five dirty bikers. You have discord and then you podcast is what all social media, right? We're all uh, yep, streaming. You can, you can go to um, www.5dirtybikers.com and it has everything listed there. We have merch now, of course. Um, there's a link to our Discord there. There's a link to all of our social media stuff there. So you can find us, find each and every one of us there. Yep. The Discord is absolutely fantastic. I mean, there's just some great folks on there. So that's yeah. awesome. I know you're huge in our Discord, bro. Thank you for that. Thank you for being a huge supporter of us and well, thank being you our greeter. And- <laughs> thank you for creating that community. Because like I said, it's it's so hard to find people that you know you can pick their brain. I mean, there's just so many people, whether it's you have a question about being a creator or you have a question about accessories or just whatever. Now the mental health stuff, there's just a, it's, it's been a huge way to see people connect, Yeah, you know, and it's really kind of cool. Like with gorilla and other people that I've met that you just organically become friends and you you have people that you know you can share that experience with so i think yeah it's a definite it's a definite close-knit community i will say i i pop in there and look at your conversations not just yours but you know the conversations and the different channels within discord Mm -hmm. and see people interacting and so forth and you know i want to thank you for the whole mental health side of it because i know you're you're big in that channel on there and well, doing some good works there. So, and I, and I really that. appreciate that you've given it a platform, you know, it's yeah. not, it's unfortunately uh, a very uncomfortable conversation for people, but I think I that if you can help one or two people as a start, you know, it, yeah. it's worth it. So absolutely. I it just, I think it helps people just to know that they're not the only ones out there, you know, and that's what people don't understand. I mean, even the most positive people still have things going on in their lives. Everybody has something, you know, nobody's yeah. perfect. And, and I think that that's important. And I also think that it's, yeah, it's important to realize that, especially nowadays with everything that's going on, you know, we're all going through that shared experience and there's no, your weakness can become your strength. It's just really (laughs) how much work you're willing to put into it. Mm You know, every, every journey starts with that single step, you know, you're absolutely correct. (laughs) Sometimes it's off a cliff, but (laughs) you know, you you figure it out. You have to keep pressing forward. That's, you know, no matter what you're going through, don't give up, you know, just and keep, I think that that's pressing forward. 
that's the best part about following along with your journey series is you can see that, you know, and you can see how far, you know, that you've come and, and what that is. And it's going to be great for your kids to look back, your grandkids, everyone, yeah. you know, it's something that's, it's a historical piece of your life. I yeah. It's been an interesting experience to say the, the least. And it was a lot of hard work for eight months, but it was worth it. So good. Yeah. Well, we, we certainly, uh, want to follow along on that. And if you're not following gear driven, please do so thumbs up, smash the bell, ring the bell, whatever, whatever you're supposed to do, <laughs> punch the subscribe button, hit the subscribe button, but uh, please make sure you're following Raven on social media as well as the five thirty bikers crew. Um, I know that's a big part of your life and that's, it uh, it's great. And I'm going to put all the links in the description. So thank you for taking the time out. I know it's your Friday and I know yeah, it's thank uh, you for having me. Day. Well, you're thank absolutely you. I welcome. Appreciate it. And I know it's been, uh, I appreciate it. Cause like I said, I've been through that and I know sometimes it's hard to want to want to do other things while you're going through that experience, but I really appreciate you taking the time out. Yeah. Thanks. So all I can say is till the next episode of uh, Behind the Rider, we're uh, going to have a lot more uh, creators on there and people in the motorcycle community. So stay positive, stay healthy, and thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.